0: This is the Horse Radio Network.
1: This is episode 452 of the Dressage Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products and Total Saddle Fit. Tonight, we have Dressage Judge and Trainer Anne Sazadlo. She's going to give us some great tips on test riding. Heidley Bassler is back talking about amateur CDI classes. And Reese and I are going to address some dressage controversy in the trainer tip.
2: This is Reese Coppler Stanfield from Loxahatchee, Florida.
1: And this is Philip Parks from Rockwood, Ontario, as normal.
0: And you're <laughs> listening to the Massage Radio Show with our producer Glenn. Is on. Hey, I'm busy, Yay! guys. I am preparing for the cruise with Philip, so I'm busy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you okay. guys. We won't are have talk to Don't talk to me. I am busy. I am already on vacation. <laughs> Philip and I were just Glenn talking has about for sure. How much Glenn we're going to drink.
2: Right. <laughs> There's been some senioritis about this cruise. I'm so bummed I'm not going. Somebody's got to stay and workhorses, me. But you guys are going to have a great time. And I can't wait because I do get to see the group before. I should get up before and after. I'm going to be able to come down and see you guys before you get on the boat. So uh, Well, two weeks from today as we're
0: recording this, we'll be in the dining room eating our final dinner together, ready to go party. I love it. After a full day at Key West. So Phillip's already going to be under the table. (laughs) (laughs)
2: it'll be his last day of vacation i love it i love it so i'm super excited for you guys and pumped i'm gonna stay and work but uh that's gonna be great and phil how are things what's going on in canada
1: uh we are having a a terrible winter to be honest with you so i don't like to talk about it a lot (laughs) but there's been some very cold extended periods of very cold weather a lot of snow and just, yeah, it's not been very fun, so.
2: This is when I have to Zip it <laughs> that we're having,
1: yeah. Yeah, we don't like to weather. talk about the weather <laughs> with we each other too much. No, so,
2: uh,
1: I'm getting through it and I'm ready for vacation and you know, all of that. So,
2: uh, now you're gonna be down for the five star. We have the five star here yeah. next week, uh, which is gonna be great fun this week. Uh, we actually have our neighborhood horse show, so I'm quite busy this week. And uh, Follow Me is doing his first second level, it's his debut. Uh, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. We'll see. Uh, uh, we're we're uh, we're a little green, but it, it'll be good. It it again. Sometimes we've talked about it, and we'll talk about it with Annie and our our tip today. But um, you know, you gotta go sometimes. You gotta go to the show. Yeah. And, uh, I mean,
1: all, all shows. Are, you know, some of the some of the purpose of our show is not to win, but to get experience. Yep. And get and miles my, under the belt, yeah. and you know, exactly. and so it's not and always about you know blue or red ribbons. However you look at it, like it's. You know, it's <laughs> developing horses so that they can get those, get those top scores and those top ribbons later on in their life. And just, you know, getting miles under the belt, uh, yep. you know, no, no yep. horse is great at a horse show all the time, every no. time. So, uh,
3: no, and
2: you got to yeah. take him. and it's not fun. I mean, I can't say it's great fun. He he actually was pretty darn good to down here, but you know, um, here in our neighborhood in white fences, you know, our, the, the walk from our barn to the horse show is about a mile. So one way, so. There's, you see a lot in a mile, you know, you walk by garbage (laughs) cans and birds and
1: crazy birds and and stuff.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's hard (laughs) down here. I mean, it, it takes a special horse to be able to sort of do it. So we do it safely. We're currently, I still have somebody, I still have him on the line uh, to go down there, so we safely make it to the horse show, and it's a positive experience, and um, yeah, so he was quite good today, and his schooling a lot better than last year, last year we uh, was not as yeah. as productive as today, so that was a good start, so yeah, it's all good, you know, it's 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 good, and it's crazy to think it's February and we're starting, but that's what we are doing, is trying to get some miles and, and uh, be a good boy at a horse show, so we've got that going on. On here this week uh which is fun so uh we're we're moving along and and i'm doing lessons and i mean we're full steam ahead here which is great fun so yeah
1: but yeah, i for think some- kind of the world cup circuit is is some- well underway right i think laura graves had a uh, two pretty good rides last weekend right
2: yeah, she be uh broke the global record. Uh, I don't have the I don't have the score up, but she did a lovely lovely ride and um so super we're, we always cheer Laura on and uh next week's the five star. So it was really, it's really yeah, it's it's getting serious, haul. right? It's it's getting, getting serious, serious for yeah. These
1: competitors. Yeah. yeah I, which is I, great. I really like it. Yeah. I think so, there's a few people hoping to go to uh to the final in Paris. That's where it's at this yeah. year, right?
2: Yeah, so. absolutely. So it should be fun. Well, Phil, we've got a great group of guests. So why don't we get started? Uh, after this commercial break, we're going to come back with Annie Szadlo. She is a S-judge and a trainer and rider, and she's great. So I hope you enjoy the interview.
0: Hi, Glenn the Geek here. Choose Kentucky Performance Product Supplements because the horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. This week, I want to speak with you about Elevate Maintenance Powder. Horses consuming limited grass due to a busy competition schedule or because of diet restrictions may not be getting enough natural vitamin E. Horses in rigorous training, seniors, broodmares, and stallions often require additional levels of vitamin E to meet their needs. When you need a supplement with natural vitamin E, choose Elevate Maintenance Powder. Affordable, effective, and research-proven, Elevate Maintenance Powder's vitamin E is nature's most powerful antioxidant, protecting your horse on the cellular level. Elevate Maintenance Powder supports the strong immune system and healthy muscle function necessary for top performance. It's affordable and easy to feed, and you can learn more about this and all their products at kppusa.com. That's Kentucky Performance Products at kppusa.com.
2: Well, tonight we are so happy to have Annie Szadlo. She is a S-judge. She's assistant trainer to Robert Dover, FEI rider and trainer as
3: well. Annie, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much, Reef. I'm very happy to be here.
2: <laughs> well, we are too, and you and I were busy, you know, down here in Florida, we are already starting to show, which is crazy. Uh, we, we were both schooling at the horse show today. Um, so we wanted to talk to you tonight about five or six things that as a judge and a trainer that people can work on, you know, what, what like the worst things you see or things you think when you're sitting in that judge's booth you know, come on guys, you can do this. So take it away. What are some things that we can make better for shows?
3: So, so one of the first things that I want, that I want people to understand, especially like lower level kind of adult amateurs, or even, you know, mid-level adult amateurs is that, you know, even though the tests are divided into segments and like the main thing, for example, at the beginning of almost every test, the first level and above is either a lengthened trot or a medium trot or an extended trot that um, and you know, that's the basic thing that we want to see you do. And obviously we want to see that happen. But a lot of what we put into our reasoning when we do come up with a final score for that movement includes what they teach us in in judge school is the modifiers. And so the modifiers are things like how did you ride through the turn at and how did you ride through the corner before the extended trot and how did you ride through the corner at the end of the extended trot and so it's not just the extended trot that we're scoring it's kind of how did you get in and how did you get out and I've when I'm judging there's a lot of times when I see a horse do probably what would be like an 8 or maybe even an 8.5 extended trot and then they last through the corner at the at the end of it with no down transition and no organization. And therefore we have to pull that score down, sometimes even to a six point five, depending on how disorganized the rest of it was. So one of the main things that I wanted to do and this is why I'm starting with this tonight, is I want people to realize that what we really want to see is an organized test. Even if it's not the most brilliant mover or the most brilliant extended whatever we'd like to see you actually make a nice turn at sea we'd like to see you go into the corner we'd like to see a transition that goes up into the extended trot a transition that comes back out of the extended trot and then another corner and that's a lot of pieces for one movement and I I think that a lot of times riders come in and they just want to give us this brilliant movement without any attention to the details before and after and and I just don't know that they always realize that that's why their score isn't more more than it is on the test. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's huge. I'm glad you you brought that up because just because it doesn't have a specific slot in the you know, in the test score sheet, doesn't mean that you close your eyes in between, right? Like you just, i only going to open exactly. my eyes for the parts that's that, <laughs> that said. You know, H X F. You know, and the rest doesn't matter what yeah, happens. It's, no, I mean, it's just because, yeah, right. uh, the whole thing, the whole harmony, the whole the the two transitions, the one in, the one out, the corners. I mean, it all gets judged, right? So yeah, I think that and, the biggest thing f- that people, I think that people don't work on is kind of the entirety of the test. I see a lot of people working away at their extended trot, but it's not, you know, it's, it's it's hardly ever connected to the previous movement or the next movement. And so then, you know, when you go to show day, I'm I'm on show day and I've got to do my test. And, and the the in-between bits are so grambly and problematic that no judge can give a great score for, for the movements independent, you know, of corners and, and transitions and things like this. So... Uh, I'm, I'm glad yeah, you brought that up. And that's why, like, even yeah. though you own the most expensive, fanciest horse, a well-trained horse and a rider that's obviously practiced the test and knows how to make harmony is going to score better. Definitely. Realize that's it or definitely not. true. Yeah.
4: Yes.
3: And and that leads me to actually my, my second point in that of, oftentimes when I'm watching horses go around, I I wonder how how much the rider has actually practiced. The test in its entirety Mm. in their training, you know, because a lot of times I'll see this horse come around a corner to do, say, a shoulder in or something like that, and you know, the horse is kind of a little shocked that we're doing a shoulder in, and so of course those first (laughs) three steps are a little, you know, they kind of fall off the 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 rail, and then they (laughs) put their head up in the air, and then you know about two thirds of the way through the shoulder in, all of a sudden I'm like, oh, there, that looks pretty nice. Had you been doing that from the beginning, Mm -hmm. this would have been an eight, but it kind of started as a mess and then turned into a beautiful movement. I can give you a little credit because it became nice, but because it wasn't nice start to finish, I can't give you the score that you could have had. And Mm -hmm. that being said, you know, if the horse is surprised by every movement that comes up, that just detracts from the whole flow of everything. And I'm not saying that you should practice the test so much that the horse is anticipating, but there's a balance in there between the horse mm-hmm. anticipating mm-hmm. and the horse being shocked about what's coming up next.
1: Yeah, it's a fine line. As so, with most things, it's a fine line. Yeah. I see this a lot with half past. You know, that people come out of the corner a little disorganized and then by the time they get to the center line, they've got a good half pass and they, you know, you know what I mean? Like they try and do a whole diagonal, but, but I tell them like half pass across an entire diagonal doesn't occur until Grand Prix. So if you're doing St. George (laughs) or anything below that, you've got to show a really proper good half pass from the wall to the center line or from the center line to the wall. Everything that happens after that half arena, who cares? you don't get to show that exactly. right? Mm-hmm. just because you can create exactly. a good half pass or a good shoulder in or travel, you know, like we're talking about, uh, you know, eventually, eventually it doesn't matter. Right. Right. From step one right. that it's, you could put the aids on till step three or four, and then you've got to do something else. Right. And so everybody always gives himself a lot of time. Like I'll get to a half, I'll get to a good shoulder in, I'll get to a good trap air. I'll get to a good half pass at some point. Well, you know, just because you ride every day in a 60-meter ring, you've got to do that. You know, you don't have 60 meters. You have 5 meters, 10 meters, you know, whatever. You get into the movement, make a good transition into the movement, and then get, get out of the movement, make a transition to your small circle or, or something else, you know? So, that's, that's, exactly. I mean, people get shocked by this, like, you know, when they start, when they go from training a little bit to test riding, mm-hmm. you know, time is, steps steps and time is of the essence, And and getting into it, doing it well right away is really, really, really important.
2: Yeah. I just want to see what, you know, Annie, when you say, and I think this is important because I hear so many people like, well, I don't practice the test because my horse anticipates. And so it kind of is a pet peeve of mine because you do need to practice the test. Like that is important if you're going to a horse show. So can we talk a little bit about that? I mean, yes, there's a balance. So. You know, what do you think? I mean, I think that
3: that's important that we talk about a bit. Sure. And so I'm going to, I'm going to like shift a little bit over to my trainer aspect of this. And, you know, what I usually tell my students is if they say, well, I want to show second level this year or I want to show third level this year, I say, okay, go through and look at all the trot movements in all of the third level tests. And, If you look at all of the trot parts of the third level test, they're going to involve shoulder in, they're going to involve run they're going to involve half pass. And each test goes, you know, from a slightly different point to a slightly different point. And so what I tell my students is you should know basically what those movements are in all of those tests and be able to practice the segments as they're written in the test so that you don't have to just do third level test one every single day or don't just do third level test three every single day, but maybe one day practice the parts of third one and the next day practice the parts of third three and the next day practice the parts of third two. And in the process, you're going to practice all of those tests, including the corners and the transitions in and the transitions out. And yet your horse will, so your horse will be familiar with the patterns, familiar enough with the patterns that he won't be surprised when he gets to the horse show, but yet he'll have to wait for you in order to, you know, know which pattern he's riding on any given day. And so it's a, it's a good way to blend getting your practice in and yet not making your horse anticipate everything. And another thing that I tell my students to do besides knowing the trot segments and knowing the canter segments of the test, but sometimes maybe riding the riding like the canter, the canter part of it come down the center line, you know, because the tests are all written trot, walk, canter, and not when not the freestyles, but just the regular tests. And so if you do the canter segment of a test, finish it up by coming down the center line, halting at X and then trot off and do the trot segment of the test there. You've done essentially the entire test that day, but you Mm -hmm. flipped it around so that your horse, you know, you're taking away a little bit of that anticipation, anticipation that your horse might have yet. You're still getting the opportunity to practice the test.
2: That's a great idea. I, I also, yeah. you know, tell my students to sometimes do, I call it active riding of the test. And that may be add in a few circles, add in a halt, add in, add right. in some things, but you're still practicing the general test, if that makes exactly. sense. So I do that exactly. too. That's another, another way I think that it's good. But I, you know, if you're horse showing, you got to practice the test. I hate saying it that way because, but, you know, I think people really get into trouble because they never try, they never do the test. So that, that's my yeah. sense. Of
1: that. so. Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. I just I think agree. I wanted to add a little bit of here. Um, you know, it's okay for your horse and yeah. to anticipate the problem is that if the, if the rider is not, you know, riding, making half halts, doing things, then the horse just does what he wants anyways. You know what I mean? Let's say for two big examples okay. is leg yields. You know, the horse starts to go a little sideways and if the rider isn't riding and, and, you know, used to that feeling. Then of course the horse kind of wanders around and does whatever it wants. Or um, in second level, when when the when you have to make a, when you're walking and you have to pick up canter, I think you know from second level onwards, I think that
0: yeah. like, movement yeah. sort of
1: occurs. Well, you need to know how to make a half halt and and just be ready. It's I always like the horse to anticipate a little bit because then I have mm-hmm. to use way less aid. I don't have to be like, you know, canter now. I can just be like, just exactly. wait, 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 mm-hmm. and now canter. You know exactly. what I mean? So you, you can't just, exactly. you, know, you can't just close your eyes and let the horse do what he wants. You have to be riding. And I say, you know, if you're not picking up the reins from free walk or, or extended walk and, and preparing the horse to canter without allowing him to canter, then you're not really doing your job anyways. Right. You know, they say, well, I pick up my exactly. reins and the horse canters. Well, yes, that's what they do. They're smart. They learn patterns. So, why don't you just make a little half halt or like Reese says, I'm going to pick up the reins and then I'm going to make a halt. And that's no problem to yeah. pr- kind of practice it a little bit that way. You know, so the rider has to be exactly. thinking and preparing and, and you know, not letting the horse take over the the whole, you know, the whole test. That's hard. It depends on your horse. And, you know, with with a little bit hotter horses, they're more, you know, but that that just requires a little bit of finesse and a little bit of quiet riding and a little bit of a plan, you know, so… I think well, and, it's nice that they they learn I, the pattern a little bit, yeah,
3: oh, exactly. And if I can add to that, too, because that was another thing that I was thinking about when I was talking mm-hmm. thinking about this this interview, was that a lot of amateurs, at least the ones that I work with, have, you know pretty safe, relatively quiet horses that, you know, do their job most of the time fairly well. And all of a sudden, they get to the horse show, and every horse show has a little bit of an electric atmosphere to it, Mm -hmm. to a certain extent. Some horse shows are quieter than others, of course, and some are more exciting. And Reese, as we mentioned earlier, Mm -hmm. that there was this horse that went galloping past the show rings while we were on warm-up day. I'm very happy that that didn't happen while one of my students was in the ring tomorrow doing her test, but, but... that being said, those kinds of things can happen. And if I if I look at at a lot of times my my amateurs, as long as everything's really quiet and nothing's nothing's going on, they have no problem doing even their test patterns. But when the the electricity of the show or the the chaos of the loose horses running around or something comes into play, all of a sudden their horses get a little jazzed up and now all of a sudden those half halts that they've been avoiding having to practice because they just kept their horses a little bit lazy all of a sudden now these jazzed up horses need a good half halt. And so I think what we were suggesting, you know, like you were, like you were saying, if you have the horse anticipating just a little bit all the time anyway, it forces you as a rider to practice those half halts that you're going to need when you get to the show ring and that horse gets a little electric anyway. And therefore you'll have the confidence that the half halt will really work because I've seen way too many horses come to the show and all of a sudden be a little hyped up and the amateurs are just worried. They, they don't know what, where did this horse come from? This isn't the horse that I usually ride at home. And I always tell them, I'm like, well, no, it's at a horse show. They're not going to be exactly the, the way they were at home. But if you if you practice the test, you get them a little anticipatory at home, you learn how to really use those half halts and, and really ride them so you can ride whatever horse you have that day. If he's lazy because it's 110 degrees out, you'll know how to kick him up and make him go forward. And if he's a little electric because it's windy and there was a loose horse in the ring next to you, you'll know how to half halt them and make that work. And, and that ties back into what I was saying at the beginning was try to ride an organized test just be able to do your do your pattern add in don't forget to add in your half halts or jazz your horse up or what whatever whatever you may need to make the whole the whole thing flow with an organized tinge to it.
1: That takes show miles though over everything else. I mean, it just, you know, Mm -hmm. if you're showing three times a year, that's not going to happen for you, but you know, get out there, you know, practice, you know, go to different farms, get a lot of miles in the ring, you know, and
3: yes,
1: Yeah. There's a lot of test riding, right. Just to, Um, you have to be good at that too. If you want to be a a serious competitor, it's you know, you can have great stuff at home, but you take them to a show it's can be completely different and you got to be okay with that. And, and, uh, just practice, practice, practice.
3: Yes, it's absolutely.
1: True. Absolutely. It's true. Absolutely. It's
2: true. Well, Annie, it's, how's yes. how are we doing on our list?
3: Well, that's like <laughs> the only other <laughs> thing that I really had that I wanted to, that I wanted to point out is that, um, and I, a lot of judges, judges say this too, of course, that most of the tests at normal horse shows are judged from C. And so the C judge can only see certain aspects of the accuracy of those tests. So like, for example, if you don't halt directly at X, the C judge can't tell that unless you're quite a ways off of X either before or after, um, for like 20 meter circles in training level, is there at E or B or at the far end of the ring? If those circles are a little wide, The C judge can't really judge that. And and another thing that we're taught in judge school is to try not to make comments on things that we can't clearly see. And so if, you know, if if we can't see that you came a little past X, we're not going to comment on the accuracy of of that halt. We're going to comment on the straightness, which is something we have a great view at. Just like if you, if you go to regionals or nationals and now you have a judge on the side, they can't tell uh, that centerline halt is necessarily straight, but they can tell if it's accurately at X and they can tell if it's square. And so they're going to give you a comment about the squareness or the balance or if the horse's mouth is open. The C judge can't tell if the horse's mouth is open when they're halted at X, but the judge at E and B sure have a great view of that. And so you have to remember, too, that make sure if you're going to go to nationals or regional championships, that you need to be accurate, not just so that the C judge can see it, but so that the B and E judge can see it. And if you get your test back and you've been judged by a judge at C and a judge at E, and you know the judge at C gave you an eight on your center line because we're just looking at straightness, and the judge at E gave you a five because your horse's mouth was open and he was sprawled all over the place and 10 feet past X, you have to remember that we're looking, we're looking at different aspects of the quality of that movement, and therefore that can create a difference in scores on some particular movements. Now, when you're doing a 10-meter circle, the C judge and the E judge can basically see the majority of those of the same traits and so those scores are probably going to be a little a little more together but in certain aspects in certain parts of certain tests the E judge has a great view of a few aspects the C judge has a has a differing view of the same aspects and that sometimes will cause the scores on those particular movements to be different. And I just don't know that all, um, lower level amateurs sort of realize, well, how could one judge give me an eight and the other one give me a five? Well, we're looking at different things and, you know, maybe the straightness was great, but the, but the accuracy was, was terrible. And so that's, that's how those kinds of things end up splitting the scores.
2: I think that is such an important thing you just said, because people yes. do that all the time. And, you know, this is yes. what happens when, you know, you may, you also may have your video from, let's say you you know, my husband stands at A or whatever, you may have it from A, but you're getting again you're getting one view and so there that's why there sometimes are a difference in scores and i think that right. that's really really important point um, because we all hear it and as trainers they're like well why is my score so low and you're like well if you've seen it from, you know from the side it's a little different right. so i think that that right. is Really important. Well, Annie, this was such awesome information. I can't thank you enough for coming on. And it is a busy weekend Great. for us here in Florida. But um, if anybody has any extra questions or wants to get a hold of you online, how do they do that?
3: So, uh, if you go to my website, you can just uh, just type in my name, which is A N N E C I Z A D L O, and my website Ansazadlo.com, will come up and on there you can uh, find my email and my phone number. My cell phone number is 218-349-3452. And if you Google my website, you can find my email and I'm available via phone, email, texting, anything. So give me a call. I'm happy to discuss anything with anyone on the phone. That'd be great.
2: That's awesome. So thank you so much, and uh, we look forward to seeing you this weekend. Okay, thanks. Awesome. We'll thanks, Andy. Way. You got it. All right. <laughs> Bye. You bet. Bye-bye. Well, we are so excited today to have our friend Heidi Basler back on the program. She came after her trip to Nationals, uh, and she is back. Heidi, welcome back to the show.
4: Hello. Thank you for having me again.
2: Well- it's nice
1: to have you. like I like to, I like to <laughs> catch up on what's going on, and it's
0: good.
2: Well, we love it. So Heidi has actually been my roommate here in Florida for the last month. We've had so much fun. And um, Heidi, tell us a little bit about what you did and and what you competed in last weekend.
4: Sure. Yeah. Um, So I went to the Gold Coast opener. Um, It was a CDI. It's put on by the Gold Coast Dressage Association, the the GMO down here in South Florida. And um, let's see, we... um, Thinking back long ago, um, it's been 11 years since I had done a CDI. Uh, Reese and I had done your Riders Together, and then I did just a handful of CDIs uh, in open classes, but that was 11 years ago. Um, so last weekend, I competed in the um, CDI for Amateur Classes. Um, which I, I think are just a great program they're they're fairly new um, but all the Florida CDIs um, and I believe the California ones can try on um, they're all offering these classes and uh, I did have to do a little research on them because um, while I do work full-time in the corporate world I work for Oracle as a consulting manager um, I also, teach lessons, uh, part-time, you know, on the weekends and things like that. So, um, by USES uh, definitions, I'm not an amateur, um, but actually FEI runs different, uh, rules and has their own definitions. And so by FEI standards, which runs the CDIs, I am in fact an amateur, um, because they go by the world ranking list. So, um, anybody not on the world ranking list Uh, at the time of the show, is actually eligible for the amateur classes. Um, So, uh, you know, I had a great experience last weekend. They're they're the same judges. They are run exactly the same way as your regular uh, CDI open classes, um, usually scheduled pretty much the same way. So they run all the Pre-St. George classes in a row. Um, But then it's a separate division for the amateurs. And um, it, it, I was really impressed, you know, the just the really the quality of, of horses and riders in the division. Um, there weren't as many in the class, but but definitely still really good quality for the horses and riders. And um, yeah, I, I was really happy to have this option to get back into a the bigger CDI ring. Um without having to go through everything that's usually involved with uh competing in CDIs and, and that sort of thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. I am I've seen this. It's about two years old, I think. And I have no idea why these classes aren't massive. Because yeah, it's a exactly. CDI, like it's it's prestigious. It's you know, but but uh yeah. nobody uh, well, there, there's people taking advantage of it, but the classes are so small. And then, you know, taking for example um, last week's show that had uh, a Priest and George one star and a Priest and George three star. There's so many people in those classes, but I don't know. Like, uh, and even you know, amateurs that would typically do a national um, Priest and George amateur class. You know, you can bump it up a little bit, make it a little bit harder. I mean, if you're doing really well at those, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to get a couple of the. Canadian CDI shows to offer the, these, you know, amateur classes. Um, I don't know why they wouldn't, yes. you know, because it's more, more entries, but people got to enter these. I think it's, you know, it, it's a great option to be able to do, to do these classes.
4: I agree. And, and I'm not sure if there's just, you know, the, maybe the word hasn't quite gotten out about them. Um, or I think there is some confusion just about the rules and, and because it is a different set of rules from USCF and your, your national, amateur classes. Um, but yeah, I, I think they're a great option and the, the other really nice thing that I liked, um, I have an older horse, he's 19, um, but he's, he's going strong and fit, uh-huh. He likes to go out and show. Uh-huh. So I was looking, you know, for some, you know, new goals for us to work towards. Um, but also with his age, you know, didn't want to, <laughs> didn't want to do too much with him. Um, but what was really nice with the amateur classes, you don't actually have to have an SEI passport and those can get pretty expensive. And, um, you know, with an older horse, I just didn't really want to invest in one at this time. Uh, but the amateur classes, if if you're competing in your, um, country of citizenship, um, you can enter the classes with just a USES passport, which is about $50. Um, all the same information in the passport. So your vet has to fill it out and you have to have all your, your vaccinations and um, the record of everything. And it, it gets stamped by USDS, um, but it, it's much more economical. Um, and, and I think it's a nice option. So I would hope it would open it up for more people that you know maybe are interested, maybe have never done a CDI, but are interested in trying it, but you know, maybe don't want to um, jump into these huge glasses right away, um, or, you know, just with their horse, don't have, you know, the passport and everything, that this is an actual option that you can go with and be able to get into the ring.
2: Oh, and it's great, and, and it literally is a CDI. You have to jog, you have to present, yep. it's all CDI rules, um, so it's, it's really a cool option, and that's what Heidi and I were talking about. We're like, we really need to get the word out, and it is the the way the rule is written right now, it is the current world ranking list for Grand Prix. So technically, by FEI standards, Philip and I are amateurs as well.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But it's yeah, I mean it's up to each person where they want to yeah, show and what exactly. their competition is and, and whatever. Yeah. But I mean it's But it's I, think great. That's I, I know saying. they held yeah. a CDI, you know, the amateur division at Devon. So mm-hmm. you're like, I want to make a goal of riding at Devon in a CDI. You can do that. Right.
2: You can do that. Yeah. right. And maybe
1: you don't want to show against, you know, some of the, the world ranked riders, you know, even if it's in St. George or what, you know, whatever. And, but, and you can, the option is there. So I think people should fill these classes. You know, that we always need support for CDIs, you know, uh, in Canada for sure, because, you know, we have to have, but they're usually money losers because there's not enough entries and, you know, shows have to support them one way or another. But, um, you know, I think, you know, having some big amateur classes in the CDIs would help support the show, uh and in you know, in an indirect way support the you know, the the writers trying to qualify for WEG and you know, to have more CDIs, you know, for people to have options to qualify for the big games and you know, everybody should be involved and you know, again, it's 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 about fun, it's about setting goals. It's you know. So I think uh, yeah, yeah, let's get the word great. out, right? Let's tell yeah. everybody.
2: Yeah. Well, Heidi, thank you so much for coming on and telling us about your experience. It was really cool. I got to go with Heidi and, and you know, I got the armband and everything as well. And it was really a fun experience. So um, I'm. Did you I, do
1: a good job of carrying her water and her.
2: I and tried. Her I mean. So fantastic. I tried. Yes, yes. I tried. <laughs> uh, you know, yes. Lamode really likes me. He likes the sugar. I provided
4: <laughs> i know helped keep the gray horse clean but yeah also yeah. also a lot of support and moral support for me as i got back into it so i do appreciate having you there and
2: having your help gotta have your sure. team man Got everybody's gotta that's have a right. team so it's really fun. And and like you see, we are, we are busy down here in Florida. We're, we're rocking and rolling. So, well, Heidi, thank you so much. And uh, we can't wait to have you back on to hear how you're, you're I think doing it again in a couple of weeks. So. I hope do. so. Yeah.
4: <laughs> you in. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> Thanks Heidi. Thank you
3: guys.
0: This week's dressage training tip is brought to you by Total Saddle Fit, home of the shoulder relief Girth at totalsaddlefit.com.
2: So, Phil, for this week's Total Saddle Fit tip of the week, um, we are going to talk a little bit about some things that have been going through the internet. But before we do that, we wanted to talk like we do every week about our favorite girths. And the biggest question I get every week is or when I talk to people, do you guys really use those girths? And I say, we use them all day, every day on every horse. And that's true. Um, I am a super fan of the stretch tech girths. I use those on both my horses. Um, And I've also found a lot of horses right now, uh, especially the, the stage of the youngsters sort of really gaining and having to use their core and, and lift up their sternum and, and lift up and use their abs. Um, you know, they sometimes get a little bit sore in their girth area. And let me tell you what, that's tre- tech girth is amazing. I put it on and they do, it does wonders for my horses. So I am such a fan of that. But as you know, Justin has great girths of all types and they're in brown and black, uh, and all price points. So we are a super fan and we really do use them. Don't we Phil?
1: Absolutely. And you know, not only do they help their backs, but they help the show. I mean, it's called the shoulder relief girth. And so I, uh, you know, I noticed the difference in the horses being able to move better, not being un not being encumbered by, um, the saddle riding up on the shoulders or, Falling way back, I mean, it just really does hold hold the saddle exactly where it should be. It gives me good balance, so that I'm not falling behind the horse or all over the withers. And, and so, I think I, I had a few students get the, get these girths for Christmas, and they're just being introduced to the products, and they really love them. And I mean, it, it's it's totally worth it. It's totally worth the upgrade and the money to get a new girth, even if you're not even you know thinking like, okay, I don't really need a new girth. If you want to help your horse move better you know, do all the things that, that the horses need to do in their dressage training, um, the shoulder relief girth is amazing. So check it out at totalsaddlefit.com. And, of course, you can always send Justin an email or a question uh, via the website.
2: I love it. So, so Phil, we got, we got a question online.
1: Yeah, there's um, been a lot of talk online yep. about a certain ride uh, at a show that a lot of people, you know, the video has been posted all over. And so we thought we could kind of cover this on the dressage radio show and, you know, in kind of a positive manner that we like to do. And, and, you know, so do, do you have any opening comments or thoughts about, about this, uh, this issue?
2: Well, I think the first thing is, um, and we've talked a lot about that on this show actually a little bit today. And and that is number one, it's very hard to go to horse show. It is not easy. It is not easy to put yourself out there. It is not easy to ride in front of the cameras. It is not easy to go, to a big show. It happens here a lot in Florida. Um it's hard. Um and I think everybody who goes out, I think we strive, especially on the show, and Phil and I as trainers and riders to work very, very hard to ride well. And um I think it's um we do not want to judge. Um, we want to be positive in the sport. Everyone really Truly, there's very few people that go out every day and think, I want to ride badly. However, we do not condone uh, pulling, yanking, kicking, whipping. Um, that is not at all what we are here to do. Um, and I think that we need to say that. Um, and I think that that is, is extremely important. Um, but I do say it. I don't think people should be judged or bullied for what they do. Um, yeah, you know, I say the same. And just even in my barn, uh, when people come for help or a lesson, they will be given respect, and they will be given all the help and respect that I can give them. Um, so that would be the f- kind of my opening statement. Uh, yeah, I think those of, are all good no? points.
1: I mean, uh, I mean, judges are paid to judge. I'm not, you know, I'm not right. paid to to judge. So you know, and stewards are are paid to make sure the health and welfare of the horse is taken care of during a horse show. So that's also not my job. Um, I think about this certain issue and and there's been a lot of misinformation out there on the internet because people, you know, get on their computers and write all kinds of stuff. So I think, you know, I've seen a few things that I don't think are very accurate about people's comments and, you know, what they've been um, reporting on blogs and, and all of this thing. So I think that's, that's also a bit of a problem. You know when thing, when when people get in you know wrapped up in the world the hurricane that is the internet these days. Mm-hmm. So you know and and there there you know it's great to have you know these topics of discussion and and we like to discuss these things you know in generalized terms and and not to you know get on there and and tear people down because anybody who is writing showing and and supporting. The dressage community is is important and valuable to us, and we don't want we don't want to see the sport be diminished and and you know taken away and and people not wanting to ride in public because they're afraid of you know being on video and having people comment and, and stuff like that. So, you know, it takes a, a a brave person to go out there and go to a horse show. So sure. I think that's kind of my my right. th- thoughts on the topic, and you know, and if we speak in generalized terms, I think one thing that they have in Europe. That they don't have here in North America, that I do think should be implemented, is p- riders and horses, you know, qualifying with scores to be able to move up through the levels. I think that's important. I think that if if this is something positive that can come out of this discussion and this topic is that maybe um, you know rule makers will will think about implementing this policy so that in the future. You know, people will have to earn scores through the levels to be able to go up to the next level, the next level right. and next in, level. In, right?
2: in in Europe, it is basically you have to earn so many um, points, right, before you yeah. go to the next level. So you can't just go in, in, in North America. We can anyone could go enter a Grand Prix it, or, or an I2 or, or whatever. You can enter it without any repercussions. A, a CDI is different, right? It's not as easy. Uh, you can still do it. Um not, but you can go do that. Uh, you can purchase a horse and you can go ride. Um, in Europe, you cannot do that. You have to, no matter what you do, you have to start a certain point and get points to go to the next to level. Move
1: yeah, right, to move up. Yeah, I think that's a wonderful system. And and, mm-hmm. and again, if you're showing at fourth level, for instance, you've earned that, right? And you've that's right. you've done the homework and you've, you've ridden and you've got the scores. And, and I think that, that's, that's something that, that we should look at, at implementing in, in North America so that, uh, you know, it's a, it's, it's a really an accomplishment to, to get up there. And I think that's mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. good. I try to implement that policy with my students to, yep. you know, e- even when they buy school masters and they have a really well-trained horse to say, let's do some easy levels. Let's get some grade scores. Let's win some classes. Let's, let's do that because that's also fun
0: right, mm-hmm. yeah, and then absolutely.
1: and then you really feel like, okay, now I'm at this level. I you know, yep. I, it's a challenge and 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 I've you know really help. worked on this, and I've really earned that and and so I think yep. that that's a good policy, and that's what I have a little bit with my own riding program sure. and 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 my and my own philosophy with my own horses, you know, they they, they start at a lower level that, that may be a little bit easy, and you know, but it's it's hard to ride at any level, I think, you know, because, for sure, you've got to polish, you know, even it's if it's something like a leg yield or a lengthening and, and the horse already knows half pass and, and extensions, you know, you've really gotta polish each movement and really, you know, get the horse on your aids, on your seat and your leg and you know, and think that's that can be fun too. I mean, even if you're not it's not that it's not very prestigious to ride at first level, but I like to do it to 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 make sure that every uh, the basics okay. are there and that everything works for me. So yeah maybe maybe you know yeah, with every situation I-, I just really try and focus on you know what what is the issue what is the problem how can we fix it and and, and move forward move forward with it and not it's it's so detrimental to be tearing down our sport that needs right. more participation and more sponsors and more you yeah. know people looking at it as a as a good expression of of something uh, as, as a sport you know yeah so.
2: agreed and you know i think th- th- there's two other points i wanted to make quickly and that is um you can never judge a situation from yeah, just, a video it's just a at snapshot a right it's i always a think snapshot. Like
1: a picture right. on the internet or even a video of a of uh, uh someone showing at a class i mean i'm sure that these situations that people are like this is what i want out there for people to see this this I mean this was not a, you know a good day for me. I don't want that to be out there and for everybody to be judging it as if it's um, how I do things every day. You don't know that, right? There's so much information right. that's not right. included in a and picture or a video, and you don't know the trainer, video. and
2: you don't know if the trainer yeah. said, "Hey, I don't think you should do this." And the owner said, "Well, I think I'm ready. I'm going to do it." Yeah. You know, in eventing, um, also the trainers have a little bit more power um, with what level you can enter. Um, you know, again, in America or North America, you can enter and your, your trainer may not want you to show and you still can do it. Uh, so it's hard to judge anybody or so anything hard to
1: judge, yeah.
2: on, on that. And, yeah. and I also am, I, I am a fan of, of buying schooled horses. I like people to have school masters. If you can, if you can do it, I always say for whatever money you have, you should buy the best schooled horse that you can afford because um, it's it, they all cost the same, but uh, just like anything, if you buy a schooled horse, it takes a long time and a lot of work to learn how to ride that horse. It's very similar. I mean, this is analogy is, is, is of a car, but I know how to drive a car, but I don't know how to drive a Ferrari. I don't know how to do it. I'm sure there's very similar things to my truck. But I don't know how to drive that, so I'm going to get into that Ferrari, and there's going to be some grinding of clutches and disaster situations <laughs> until I until I know how to drive that car if I ever drove a Ferrari, which, of course, let's be real people, I have horses and I'm never driving a Ferrari. But if I was, if that's the analogy, right? And so um, I do think it's important, but just because uh, it, it takes a long time to learn how to ride those horses, it's hard. It's very hard. So even for a professional rider, it takes a long time. Every horse is a little different, and, and that stuff. So, uh, but I do feel that buying a horse that knows is important. I think that that's good if you can do it. So that was my sort of final point: um, is buy a horse that has as much schooling as possible. So, um, yeah. so
1: anyways, let's, let's you know let's keep it positive and yes, and not So judgmental and and the yep. internet can be wonderful. And you know we want to be able to watch these rides from these big shows while at home and you know i'm sitting here in canada and there's lots of great horse shows going on and and i want to be able to watch these and, and so yeah, you know, I think, not yeah. every ride is going to be great and inspiring but right.
2: absolutely yeah, absolutely. So absolutely so i don't want, so, yeah i
1: don't want them not to have horse shows
2: right right and we like right. having the pot the um you know, the webcams, those are, um, those are good. Those are helpful. So, so we hope that that helps that that's Phil and I actually took that's a little bit thoughts, of time you know. to, to talk about it before we talked on air, but um, we hope that helps. And as always, we love email and Facebook shout outs. Uh, please do it anytime. And you can find our show notes and links to today's guests on our website, DressageRadio.com. Like us on Facebook, just search dressage radio show. Follow us on Twitter at horse radio. My website is maple, crest Farm, ky.com, and my email is reese at horseradionetwork.com
1: i think the best way to find me at the moment is on facebook or you can email me at philip at horseradionetwork.com i'd like to thank our sponsors this week for allowing us to put on a good show and don't forget to check out all the other shows on the horse radio network at horseradionetwork.com
4: everybody keep your
2: heels down and your shoulders back and we will talk to you next week